You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hey, Murph. AP. So, okay, before we get into today's episode, can I give a few shout outs? Of course, as long as I can too. Okay, all right, that's fine. So I got to ride a few miles of Ragbri this year with Chris Van Rokel, and he was on an episode, gosh, a couple years ago. So I want to give him a shout out, and also his team, which is RWB, which is Red, White, and Blue. It's a nonprofit for veterans and includes team members and friends of the podcast, Paul Wade and Todd Cohen. Um, I don't think I've told you this yet, but Chris is going to be on an upcoming podcast to talk about a double century he's trying to attempt in one day. Oh my gosh. Wow. Chris, hey, you go guy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, hi to Chris and Paul and Todd. Yeah. Um, those guys were so fun when they stopped by to see us at the expo. Like <laughs> that was it was just awesome to see them in person, um, get to meet some of the rest of the team. I mean, we knew Chris. I think I met Chris from Virtual Ragbri. So I don't even oh, know if I've yeah. ever seen him in person either. Oh, yeah. So, okay. yeah. So before the ride. So anyway, it was awesome. Um, OK, so my shout out is for Primalware. Um, oh, yes. As you may know, they're at the official jersey of Ragbri. Um, and they made our killer just go bike gear that we had on the Ugh. ride this year. Killer. Yeah. Yes. So they're super fun. They're super welcoming. Um, they helped us incredibly this year by setting up and taking down our tent every day and our table and basically the whole booth. Um, the curator of the fat heads. So thank you for uh, Tim and Brian and the rest of the team for schlepping our stuff across the state. I mean, a massive thank you to them. It saved us so much time and, uh, heat stroke <laughs> yes yes they are such a fun group for you know way more than just rag Bri. and i got to hang out with them a lot throughout the week at different stops along the route and then of course you know they have like a tent set up so it was a nice shady area after i got done riding yeah so okay speaking of love my next shout out is to none other than your parents yay AP. <laughs> I know. So everyone who did Ragbri remembers the big storm of Friday night. And we, me and you, were able to take shelter in their home mm-hmm. that night. And your mom did several things very nice for me. Um, they lent me some clothes because I was still in my cycling <laughs> kit. And so I could shower while we were trying to figure out the whole is the storm going to last all night or just for an hour? Um, and she made us homemade cookies and grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. So I am so thankful for their hospitality. Y'all, yeah, I'll definitely let them know. Or they may be listening to this podcast, but uh, they, my mom is an excellent co- uh, chocolate chip cookie maker. And I'm glad mm. that now the whole world may know. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents were also hosting Tori and the Buffalo Bicycle Lodge team that night. Uh, it was hilariously full house it looked like thanksgiving over there at that time i mean our basement was wall-to-wall people watching the storm on tv and i'm just so glad that they were able to be inside in the shelter um you know safe during that time because what a crazy storm it just kicked up out of nowhere and i'm so glad we were in coralville for that because i mean not because i wanted coralville's plans to be canceled because i really was looking forward to seeing bush but 
um, they had their emergency shelters just right there on the main oh, campground. Yeah. Like you could visibly see it from pretty much anywhere in the campground. So it made it a little bit easier for people to stay safe. So anyway, what a crazy night. Um, shout out to Tori and the uh, Buffalo Bicycle Lodgers as well. And shout out to mom and dad because <laughs> uh, it was yes. such a memorable night for yes, uh, some yes. good reasons and some bad. <laughs> so Right, right. Yeah. And of course, you know, we could go on and on, but man, we got to give uh, one at least one huge general shout out to all of our fans. Yes. It was so much fun to be recognized by people. And, you know, just, I can still hardly believe it now in my, my normal life and nobody recognizes me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a real treat, a real treat to see you all. And now when I'm podcasting, I'm sitting in a broom closet right now. Um, <laughs> I, I can imagine the people that I'm talking to. So it's really awesome. Yes, as I'm standing in my walk-in closet surrounded by cycling kits and other various <laughs> items of clothing, and I'm also thinking about all the people that we met. But yeah. And everyone just had such great things to say about listening to the podcast, which we also greatly appreciate. Oh, and Mike and Linda, if you're listening, we saw the note you left about being... <laughs> My fault that you came from Bend, Oregon to do Ragbri. And all I can say is, you are welcome. <laughs> yes, it was so funny to find that note on the wall of our podcast booth. Uh, they had written it in Sharpie. It was just hilarious. Um, and we saw that on like one of the hottest days and it was just a, a real treat. <laughs> yes. It was yes. awesome. So, yeah. okay. So let's get to today's episode. Okay, so yes, um, you may recall, listeners, that after Ragbri, I put out a request to interview first-time riders to get their take on how their first time biking across Iowa went. Yeah, and wow, we got so many responses. Oh my gosh, we did. And I have done, I don't know, over a dozen interviews. Every single person I interviewed had a unique and interesting story, like so many great interviews. So we decided to turn this into a series of episodes. And I can't wait to hear from the people, because I know you've obviously heard all of these, but I haven't heard them yet. So I can't wait to see, you know, who came back to talk to us about the ride and how it went for everybody. I'm so curious to see how you guys all did on the ride or here. I mean, um, but so who do we have to, for today's episode? Okay. Today is awesome with a capital A. Ooh. I I interviewed Greg from Minnesota. He did Ragbri with his daughter. Mm. And then um, I interviewed Kip, who is a meteorologist from Denver, which was super interesting to hear his take on the weather. Oh, yeah. And then um, we also get to hear from Orlando. Is that the same Orlando from the expo with the Oreos? Yes. <laughs> 11-year-old Orlando is on to tell us how he did on his first Ragbri. He's so well-spoken. It, it was a very uh, entertaining interview. And spoiler alert, he rode his bike every single mile, river to river. Ooh, way to go, Orlando. I can't wait yeah. to hear his interview, and I, and I can't wait for listeners to hear this episode. Let's get to it. All right, let's get to it. Well, a warm welcome to Greg. Hey, Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing exceptionally well. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Here we are. It's been a few days since we finished Ragbri, and uh, I'm still thinking about it. How about you? 
Uh, I'm more dreaming about it than thinking about it. <laughs> the waking up in the middle of the night and uh, uh, wondering, okay, where am I sleeping now? And how many miles do I have to go tomorrow? And can I find a Kaibo that doesn't have a line? And uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. You know, it's just, yeah. I think it's just the normal post rag bride dreams, right? Sure. I uh, definitely have had dreams of hearing zippers from tents <laughs> and Ziploc bags. Um, that are not happening in my home, but for some reason I still have that on my mind. Well, and we slept in an RV, so I'm thinking more about the sound of generators than anything oh, yes, else. Yes. Well, we before we uh, talk about your Ragbri experience, will you tell the listeners uh, where you're from? I am from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, okay. I have heard and many, many good things about the cycling culture there. If you ever have a chance to get up here, please come and ride. It's an absolutely wonderful place to ride. We've got a lot of improvements we still need to make. But I will say, of the places I've ridden in the United States, it's probably the best. Ah, that's Wait, except for riding across Iowa, I hope. Well, oh, of course, except for riding across <laughs> Iowa. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Well, let's get into your specific RAGBRAI experience. Um, was this truly your first year doing RAGBRAI? Absolutely. I do a lot of bike riding, but this was my first time attempting rag bri or really anything of this length. Mm -hmm. And what made you decide to do it? Well, it was my daughter. Um, she said, we got to do rag bri. And uh, next thing I know, we were signed up for it. So at that point, I sort of didn't have a choice. And I wasn't going to be the one backing out. So uh, I want to thank Beth uh, for really uh, putting me on to rag bribe. Right, right. And you said that you uh, were in a little bit of luxury having an RV. So did you have a support driver or were you all taking turns driving? I had a support driver. Huge shout out to my wife, Lisa. Uh, she, wrote, she drove the whole way. And I will say, I'm not sure that I would have made it through this rag bribe if it wasn't for her and for what we had. I have a lot of respect for uh, you folks that were sleeping in tents because there were a couple of nights that were really, really challenging, mm -hmm. even having a, a, a camper and air conditioning. Sure. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, I don't have uh, specific stats, but I'm going to guess this was one of the warmest ragbris in history as far as humidity and heat. And uh, dare we get into headwinds and hills as long as we're talking about it, right? Well, I will say in the conversations I had, and I talk a lot. So when I was out on, on Ragbri and I was riding through, those were the conversations we were constantly having. It was, man, is it hot. There are hills. There are headwinds. And there were a lot of stats thrown around. Some of them maybe have been apocryphal and some may have been true. I, I think everybody can agree it was a challenging Ragbri. Um, and it was certainly probably not the one that you wanted to cut your teeth on, but now that we've done it, I'm glad to say that we've done it. Yeah. Tell the listeners, like, was RAGBRAI what you expected? I don't know that I knew what I expected, hmm. so I don't quite know how to answer that. Uh, in the sense that we dipped one tire in the Missouri and one tire in the Mississippi, and we rolled, rode a whole lot of miles between, yes. Um, in the sense of it, it was busier than I thought it was going to be, mm -hmm. and I think that's an experience that a lot of people have had. Um, there were other parts of it that uh, I just, quite frankly, didn't know what to expect. I think in many ways it was 
what I expected in the sense that we were riding through small towns, we were riding through rural Iowa, uh, we were experiencing a lot of corn and beans. So in that sense, yes. But I, I don't know if I had a, a true expectation going into it, aside from, like I said, riding across the state. Mm-hmm. And um, do you think that your daughter enjoyed it? Oh, absolutely. Good. Um, we talk about type one fun and type two fun. Yep. Uh, this was definitely type two fun in places where you're glad you did it and it makes for great stories. But at the time you're thinking, this might not have been the uh, best choice I've ever made in my life. <laughs> right, right. I felt that way several times, especially when it was really, really, really hot. But um, oh. tell us like something memorable about your RAGBRAI experience. Well, um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the heat, the hills, and uh, the kindness of strangers. I feel a little bit like Blanche Dubois because I remember standing in the fountain in Grinnell thinking, okay, we're going to have a tailwind up. We're going to make it into Tama. We're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize what was coming up still in, in right, right, particularly on the next day. And I remember pulling into Oxford and we're coming up the hill into Oxford and we pulled off onto the left because there was a sprinkler there and riding through it wasn't going to be enough. It was beastly hot. And there was a wonderful British lady uh, who put a glass of lemonade in my hand. Hmm. And we cooled off in the sprinkler there, rode into and through Oxford and rode out of it. And I remember as we were riding the hills uh, between Oxford and Coralville, it was almost silent. You'd ride past people or people would ride past you. And there wasn't a lot of conversation. Mm -hmm. But there were really some significant things that happened there for me. I remember a distillery tent on the right-hand side of the road. They had a bottle filler and they had a sprinkler. We got in the shade, we listened to a little music, um, we, we filled our bottles, we dumped water all over ourselves and we kept going. Mm -hmm. And then at the top of the hill that y'all warned us about going into <laughs> Coralville, okay. the cross country team there had free watermelon and free water. And I really do believe that that's what I'm going to remember most about Ragbri. It was the kindness of these people uh, that were out there on the route. They weren't midpoint towns. They weren't even towns, mm -hmm. but they were places where I saw over and over again, people had the sprinklers out and they had the hoses out and they were giving out water. And the number of popsicles that I ate on the route where people had the top cut off and they were handing it out it was truly, it was truly awesome. And that really made a huge difference for how we experienced RAGBRAI. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the, um, the concerts and they talk about uh, all the vendors and the big fairs. And, and then there was a lot of fun stuff with that. And that was exciting. But for me, it was the kindness that we were shown on the route and in particularly in that space between Oxford and Coralville, I don't think I'll ever forget about it. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you. I've done RAGBRAI, um, I think, 26 times now. And this was the first year that, um, for me, the experience was in Polk City, where almost every other block had, uh, or even every block had a sprinkler, like right on the road or somebody with a hose. And, you know, nobody was asked to do that. It was just, it really made my heart uh, feels so good to know that those people are like 
here are these crazy cyclists deciding to ride across Iowa the hottest week of the year, and they helped us. And one of the things with that was really significant to me, almost without fail, while they were set up, they were set up in a way that you had the option of riding through them mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. And I know many people, like I do, have a leather saddle. I had mine covered because I knew we were going to get wet. But people had that option of whether or not they wanted to ride through them. And I thought there was a lot of respect for people that was happening um, that way. I agree. I agree. Well, now that you've gotten, you know, a couple good nights of sleep and maybe you've had a couple days off the bike, do you think you'll make plans to come back? I think we're absolutely going to come back to Ragbri. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll do a full week, um, but I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to see different parts of of uh, Iowa. We One of the things that we really enjoyed was we went to a number of the history museums mm-hmm. or the little attractions in town. Uh, the, we went to the one in Storm Lake, particular one is particularly that's one that I remember. And those were a lot of fun. And for me, it was a lot of fun to see different parts of Iowa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm certainly excited to to try and do parts of it again. Whether or not we do the whole thing or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is kind of tough to make a whole week commitment. But uh, I will say what we did was absolutely worthwhile. Awesome. So one of the things that was really cool for us is we were in Sioux City. And we biked up to the expo from the campground. Mm-hmm. And we got up there, and there were a couple of things that we wanted to do right around there. And the expo was super busy. I mean, it was what you expect from the expo. And we went over to the History Museum, which was three, four blocks away. Mm -hmm. The expo had to have 10,000, 20,000 people. I mean, it was just nuts. We got into the History Museum there. It was air conditioned. Mm. It was quiet. They had real bathrooms, which is a treat at Rag Bright, even on day zero. And there was almost no one in there. By the way, if you get to Sioux City, go to that museum. Mm-hmm. There's lots of fun stuff. We went there because we wanted to see the Ragbri exhibit, and that was fun to see. But their permanent exhibits there were fabulous. And as we went through the different towns, what we found was oftentimes these little places were open and they were empty. Mm-hmm. And If you're looking for what is this town all about, why is it here, those are great things to have there. But if you're just looking for air conditioning, boy, they're a hidden gem. Also, I agree, completely agree. Well, I appreciate your time coming on the podcast and uh, sharing your story. And uh, hopefully you will come back to Iowa before next RAGBRAI and enjoy a little bit more of it. Uh, We already have plans to be back in Iowa. Uh, We'll be back in the northern part of Iowa in the near future. But, uh, you know, Ragbri is a long ways away, and uh, memories uh, tend to fade a little bit, and maybe they become become a little gilded as we we go forward. So I'm certainly uh, watching the the groups, and we'll be paying attention as we get uh, uh, closer and closer to the beginning of the year and the time when they decide to say, hey, this is where it's going next. And you just don't know how it's going to tempt you. Uh, maybe a slightly less hilly route, maybe a slightly less long route, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, 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 a glimmer of an idea that, well, maybe it won't be quite so hot. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You never know. Well, great. Thank you so much, Greg, for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. 
All right, a warm welcome to Kit Thomas. Hey, Kit. Hi there, Kathy. How are you? Good. Are you recovered from your week in Iowa on your bicycle? Yes, I think uh, I've had enough time for my muscles to relax a little bit, and I think I'm finally rehydrated. Okay, good. And <laughs> if you, you know, had those moments where it was either too hot or too hilly, hopefully that's the kind of fun that is now, you know, the bad part is just a memory and you can focus on how much you enjoyed the week. Absolutely. There were there were so many highlights to it that I, that's all that's really staying with me. Good, good. Well, and that's why you're on the podcast today. So um, before you get into your reg bra experience, do you want to tell the listeners maybe where you live right now and if there's a cycling culture there? Yes. So I live in the Denver metro right now. Oh, sure. Um, I grew up in the southeast and lived through the Midwest and I now love living in Denver. Of course, the culture here is very outdoorsy. Um, and I met up with a few folks through the Ragbri Newbies Facebook group beforehand. We did a couple mm. of group rides, and we, we were joking that we were basically blood doping for our experience. <laughs> <laughs> You've got those pow- superpower lungs when you come from Denver to Iowa. Oh, yes. All those hills on day one were a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous of that because I am the opposite. I was in Colorado in June for Ride the Rockies. And, you know, even going upstairs, I was like having trouble catching my breath. Oh, yes. When I first moved here a couple of years ago, I remember uh, just having a phone conversation for a half hour. I had to sit down. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And uh, before we push record, you told me a little bit about what you do for a living. Do you want to tell the listeners? Because I think, you know, when we talk about RAGBRAI, the three H's come up, which are hills, headwind, and heat. So what is your connection with that? Yes. So I'm a meteorologist. I've done some work in TV for several years now. And um, yeah, I, I had a little weather sensor attached to my bike bag that I checked a couple of times. And of course, like I said, the air was a lot more thick. We had about 12% more atmosphere there, which was nice. Mm. But that heat and the humidity, goodness, I think the highest I got was 118 for the heat index. Wow. Yeah. That wow. was Oxford on day six. I felt that too. I mean, seriously, that was crazy. <laughs> and the thing is, like, we've been training in Denver. Of course, like, we've been getting the the extra lung capacity, but it's been a very mild summer. Mm. We've had storms every day, and it's kept it nice and cool. So that completely caught us off guard. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, maybe speak from a meteorologist's point of view, were you still on RAGBRAI when the big storm came through on Friday? I fortunately had a host home I was staying at, okay. but I was watching that storm intimately. I was really happy to see that uh, uh, some of the local uh, community helped out with those who uh, had their tents uh, torn apart by those winds. Yeah. I think we were really lucky. I mean, nobody wants to have a big storm like that when you're stuck in a tent. But I think we were lucky in that it happened in Coralville because there were so many huge structures that could accommodate a lot of people within, you know, sprinting distance. Right. Yes. And that that was one of the things that um, I had been looking at earlier in the week. There was a chance when we were in Storm Lake, appropriately, 
those all stayed to our west, and then it just all of Iowa was hit basically on Friday. Hmm. So I don't know, uh, as a meteorologist, if you you maybe think about weather all the time, but I'm going to guess your experience on RAGBRAI, everyone was talking about the weather, whether they knew about your background or not. Is that correct? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, and, and it was funny because uh, anytime I'm talking about like high heat, we had excessive heat warnings issued for us for a couple of the days. Anytime we're talking about that, we're like, you know, stay inside, don't exert yourself. Right put exercise just in the mornings and evenings. Don't be out in the middle of the day. And what are we all doing? <laughs> right. the, the most aggressive bike riding, long miles, hills, the whole works. Yeah, you're right. You are right. <laughs> I will say the one saving grace for us, um, and this is just a little bit about my rag bra experience, is just saying yes to things. And uh, on the second day, we met up with my husband's cousin, who was part of a team and he said, Hey, look, it's going to be hot later this week. We're going to Adventureland. Let's oh. go to the water park. <laughs> and so we did that instead of uh, the longest day from Des Moines to Tama Toledo. Boy, that beats uh, going through a tiny sprinkler for five seconds being <laughs> at a water park. That sounds great. I think it, it did wonders for us for those last two days to just take a break and rejuvenate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so was this truly your first RAGBRAI? Yes, I was a true RAGBRAI newbie. I had the virgin written on my leg oh for the my. first couple of days. Well, tell us <laughs> tell us a little bit about your experience. Like, were you riding with your spouse? Were you with a team? Tell us, like, give us an idea of what your RAGBRAI was like. So my spouse grew up in Cedar Rapids, oh, okay. and he always grew up like listening to, oh, where, where is RAGBRAI going to be this year? It's very part of his upbringing. Mm -hmm. And he's always wanted to do it. When I moved to the Quad Cities for my first job, um, I heard about it on the news, of course, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. That could be a bucket list item one day. We were, <laughs> we were hanging out in our hot tub uh, just here at our apartment in Colorado, back in February, and he said, hey, I, I think I saw something about RAGBRAI being 50th this year. You want to try it? I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> From the comfort of a hot tub in the cold weather. Oh, man, that yeah, sounds, it sounds pretty nice. Time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I've always loved cycling. I would bike on my weekends growing up as a kid all the time, and um, it, it was the challenge of it, of it being a – week-long cycling competition or not really competition but adventure mm -hmm. um and, and just uh doing that with him we just got married uh this past new year's and it was sort of a, a big adventure to do together as spouses mm -hmm. i was gonna say please don't call it a honeymoon because who would want to <laughs> come in a hundred degree weather and call it their uh you know their escape from uh, reality <laughs> It was, uh, I mean, if someone just looked at us the week before and week after, we definitely got a nice tan. So yeah, yeah you're right. It kind of looks like it the Caribbean. <laughs> well, after, you know, you, you've had a couple weeks uh, back home, was RAGBRAI what you expected? Or, you know, because you were basing it off of, of course, probably Facebook pages and what you've seen on the news. But was it what you expected? Um, I, I kind of went in with a very neutral expectation. I tried not to 
imagine too much of what it could be. Of course, I saw like the pictures of the cornfields and the lines of bicycles going down the road. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting that. I just wasn't expecting how much good conversation I got with oh, for sure. people I, I may never see again, but I hope to. And maybe that means you'll want to come back for another RAGBRAI. Oh, definitely. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, you mentioned about meeting new people and, you know, running into your cousins and doing the water park. But do you have any other memorable either days or events or people that you want to share? I think one of the cool parts was um, we went and uh, grabbed some water at a local farmstead. And uh, they, they had a pond in their backyard that they didn't have a lot of signage for because they didn't want a mad rush. Mm. But once we were there, we were like, they said, hey, you can go, you know, cool your feet down in this pond. And that was the time that I just got to talk to people. It was off the bike. We were all relaxing. And it, it was cool just getting to know people in that little circle where we were all just very exhausted. I think the heat index that day was about 110. Oh, man. And... And just getting to hear other people's stories of where they've come from. Mm-hmm. One woman I was speaking with was from California. She was talking about the wild snowpack that they had seen. And it was just cool to see like how, how many different people had come from across the country. I, I talked to some people from the UK who had come in. Mm. And it, it was just a really unifying feeling. And I feel like I haven't experienced that very much mm-hmm. in moving to a big city. There's just so many people here around the Denver area, but I'd never really have that time to slow down and talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to just connect on that human level. And to go along with that, um, you know, one of the notes that you wrote when you said you wanted to be on the podcast was, um, of all the thousands and thousands of people, you were still able to run into people that you knew from before the ride. Is that true? <laughs> Yes. So uh, some of the folks that we did some pre-rides here in Denver, we saw them day one as we were passing the Mr. Porkchop. <laughs> Four of them had met up at Mr. Porkchop and just happened to find one another. We were passing by and one guy famously wears a highlighter orange shirt. Mm. I said, is that you, Mark? <laughs> and it was. And he was like, wow. Uh, so that was day one. Day two, we met uh, my husband's cousin. Um, just also in line for Mr. Porkchop (laughs) and, uh, Mr. Porkchop bringing people together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, day three, we saw one of, uh, Jordan's, uh, former coworkers. Uh, we were lounging on a shady hill and she rode past and we just hear a Jordan. She stops, pulls over. We're talking, hanging out. And uh, other days, I saw other people that I had ridden with on day one. It was just so cool to just meet people out of a crowd of thousands. It was, the odds were enormous, but they kept happening. Mm -hmm. I'm always overwhelmed with the very thing you just spoke of, where I may leave one morning at 7 a.m. And then the next morning, I leave at 8.15. And then the next morning, I leave at 6. But there's always a time of day when I'll see the same person where I'm like, what, how in the heck, you know, we're taking <laughs> breaks at the same time or we're riding at the same speed, who knows, but it's just, it's crazy. Someone should write a book about it, I think. <laughs> or make a movie. Or, or make, make a movie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
good. Well, Kit, do you have any, like, um, I don't know, maybe some advice for somebody who has not decided to do RAGBRAI yet or maybe wants to? Any advice? Um, I'll, I'll share the advice that was shared with me um, by a friend, Sammy, who she did it last year for her first ride. And just say yes. Say yes in a day. Say yes to, you know, some sign that says best margaritas in town. Mm. <laughs> say yes to going to a water park. Like, it's a full experience. Mm -hmm. And not, not being too focused on we have to get to the next town. This year, I feel, was a bit... Uh, a bit different because it was so hot. We just needed to get there before the heat really got to us. Right. But I, that happens. <laughs> but saying yes to things that uh, you wouldn't ordinarily or you didn't anticipate would be an option mm -hmm. on the ride. And say yes to going to Rack Ride. Ah, lovely. That is great advice. Thank you so much, Kit. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yes, and uh, maybe we'll uh, connect next year and do another podcast, and you can say, now that I'm not a newbie, I've got more advice and more ideas for people. Certainly. All right, thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to welcome back a familiar guest. Welcome back, Orlando. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I am doing absolutely amazing. Ooh, wow, that's great. And listeners who maybe don't remember Orlando, he was on an episode when we were broadcasting live from the expo. And if I remember right, you are, are you 11 years old or 12? I am 11. 11, okay. Well, are you ready to tell us about your RAGBRAI experience? Yes, I am very ready. Okay, so was this your very first RAGBRAI? Yes, this is my very first RAGBRAI. And what did you think of it? I um I think it was like I think it was very fun. I think doing my second RAGBRAI will kind of show me um what a shorter RAGBRAI will feel like, because knowing that this was the fifth hardest RAGBRAI kind of just uh it makes me curious what like a three hundred or four hundred mile RAGBRAI would feel like. Sure, yeah. And do you remember back before RAGBRAI, how did you do some training? Like, how did you get ready for this year's ride? Well, I started in January when I got a free, um, like, subscription subscription for Zwift. Mm. And in February, I there was the Major Taylor International, International um, Indoor Biking Challenge where teams around the U.S. would compete to get the biggest amount of miles and whoever had the most would win. Mm. And the miles that I was putting out, my mom was impressed with. So she gave me a chance to go to try and like, go to Rag Ride. And, um, but I made a promise to her that I have to train very hard. Yeah, for sure. And um, you said you started training back in January and February. Will you yep. tell the listeners where you live? I live in Dallas Center, Iowa. Okay, so there's no way that you were able to ride your bike outside too much. So good thing you had an indoor option. Yeah. And for those that don't know what Zwift is, do you want to tell them what that's like? Well, Zwift is an online biking 
um like biking online like almost like a video game yeah um some people prefer outdoor biking some people prefer a spin bike i personally prefer outdoor biking um because sitting down in your living room staring at a tv it just kind of gets boring (laughs) i agree but um zwift kind of eliminates that because if there's two types of trainers there's a a a dummy trainer and a smart trainer. Mm-hmm. So the smart trainer like actually calculates how much you're climbing, what your elevation is, and makes it harder. But I'm on a I'm on a dumb trainer, so it like it doesn't do that. So it's gonna be easier for me to train and get more miles in. But it looked like I'm doing really hard elevation stuff. And it does sometimes get a little bit boring when you're just staring at the TV, like you said. Yeah, so sometimes I would like to I like to watch some Disney Plus because I'm hooked up to a TV on my computer. Mm. So I'll watch Disney Plus. I'll listen to music, like just to try and keep myself in the mo in the mood or like yeah in in my A game. Okay, and on Ragbri, who did you ride with? Were you part of a team or were you like with family? Um, I was riding with my team. Uh, with my mom, my brother, and Cyril, which we talked about in the last podcast, who is writing the documentary about Major Taylor, and he's down from Massachusetts. And uh, I stayed in an RV with a friend from Buffalo, New York. Hmm. So did that mean that you had air conditioning at night? Oh, yes. Oh. That, oh, well, well, kind of, because they wanted us to shut off our generators and people would get mad at us if we didn't. Oh. So we had we had air conditioning until like 10 or 11. So hopefully but once you would fall asleep, then maybe it would be, you'd be able to sleep through that. Yeah, but if we woke up in the middle of the night, it was pretty hard and hard to fall back asleep. But it was still, I got good enough sleep. Good. Well, will you tell the listeners what your ragbri was like? I mean, did you enjoy it? Did you eat a lot? Tell us about it. Well, I really enjoyed ragbri. I met I lo- I met lots of new people. I tried new foods. My absolute favorite food was the strawberry rub- uh yeah, strawberry rhubarb uh pie with um with the ice cream because it like the ice cream just melted in your mouth and mixed with the pie it just tasted so good that sounds really good i did not have any pie this year and i can't believe it oh i know and what was it like riding with so many so many thousands of other people well i felt comfortable comfortable doing it because i got entered in a scholastic mountain bike group uh called wolf pack so we trained and then we competed so i did three mountain bike races um but being able to get comfortable at mountain biking doing those hard tricks and like getting swerves and stuff like that that kind of that made my mom feel more better about sending me out into the world record day which was aims to Des Moines because there was going to be a lot of people. So she knew that if I was in a crowd that I would be comfortable and I would have quick and fast reflexes. Good, good. And what was your opinion on the heat and the hills? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The heat definitely slowed me down, but but training on those hard, on like those hard rides and those long rides gave me, um, gave me like a a hard mindset where it's like I can do hard things 
And as long as I just don't quit I, and I keep on going, I can complete those hard things. So my grit and resilience kind of popped in. So climbing those hills and, and facing the heat was, um, it was definitely a challenge. Um, and being able to do hard things and knowing that I could do hard things um, kind of just gave me that mental mindset that, hey, I could do this. And I set a goal to not be, to not climb any hills. To not to climb not, any? To not walk any hills. Oh, to not walk any hills. And did you achieve that goal? Yes, I did. Wow, that's awesome. You are a very strong young man. Thank you. Yeah. And okay, so let's just say, well, we don't even have to say it. We don't have to say just let's say because it really happened. But when mm-hmm. it was really, really, really hot, how did you cool off? Well, here and then I would stop at a Casey's and just enjoy the air conditioning or I'd stop at like one of the stands that had a cooler and they dunk my water rag in it and I oh, just yeah. tie it. I'd, t- uh, I'd like stuff it in my jersey and at one point there was a stand that was selling like that was giving out popsicles and they gave me a chunk of ice and I just popped it in my shirt. Yeah that was one of my favorite um, like surprise snacks. I got a purple popsicle and then, but then my tongue was purple for like the next hour after that. Uh, I, I really liked how there was kids on, on the block, just kind of handing out free lemonades as he went by. So it was almost like passing a baton. Same with like the popsicles. I thought that was just absolutely how the community just took care of us and was giving us free snacks and free things to keep us cool. Oh, for sure. And did you take advantage of any like slip and slides or any pools? Okay, so on the day of the storm, um, we were three miles out from the town and there was a huge slip and slide in a dunk tank. And I just had a blast. Like, I was having so much fun. Um, me and some people were just going down the slip and slide after, after another, after another, after another. And it was I, I uh, met new people. It was really fun. I, I'm a social person, so I talked to a lot of people. I got to know some people's stories. And I just love that about Radbrad, that you have that free time to do that. Oh, for sure. But, but something about going down water slides and getting dunked and dunk tanks is you get wet shammies. <laughs> and you know what happens after that. So I one, sure do. Yeah. Do you want to tell everybody? Yeah. You start to chafe and it's just not fun. On the second day, I didn't know. Like I had forgotten. Um, And I got in one of the pools like using like I got in a pool over by a fire uh, fire thing, and I just chafed up a storm. Yeah, and that's once you start chafing like that, sometimes it's hard to heal when you have to ride your bike every day. Yeah. But did you make it to the end? Did you make it to the Mississippi River? Yes, I did, and, and I did every day, every mile, and it was just so worth it because even, even that I did that, if you ride every day, you get this small little ride-bike trophy thingy, um, that has like all of the towns and cities that you went through and I just thought that was the coolest thing and I I'm not able like I'm not strong enough to pick up my uh, bike like over my head so I just kind of lifted up on one tire like a wheelie and I just gave a I gave a little um thumbs up and I pointed so I thought that just that feeling of dipping your front tire and everything you did to get to that point I it just 
it makes me feel so good. Oh, yeah. I know that I'm really proud of you for being able to, like, go all the way across Iowa on a bicycle. Like, you know, there are a lot of people there this year, but in the grand world, there's not a lot of people that can say they rode their bike all the way across the state. Yeah. And uh, do you think you'll do it again? Yes. I really want to know what it feels like to not be doing one of the hardest ride rides, like just kind of a laid back chill one that's like 300, maybe 400 miles. But, and my goal is like, I really want to, so every, every year after ragby, like two or one day after ragby, we have a family reunion. Mm. And one of the years my mom rode out to the family reunion after ragby. So I, I'm like, that's my goal right now that I want to do ragby and then ride out to our family reunion. Wow. So then you'll just keep on going after you hit the Mississippi River. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Well, Orlando, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast again and telling your story. And I can't remember if I shared it when we did the first podcast, but uh, I also appreciate that you brought me a little snack of Oreos when we were at the expo. That was a tasty treat. Yeah, it was my pleasure. You bet. Well, nice seeing you or nice meeting you again. Thank you. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just go bike! bike.